Peace, people. This is your host, Krill. You are now in tune to Out the Box Radio. Welcome. This is our very first episode, and I'm really excited to share this experience with y'all. Now, many of y'all may be familiar with us through our successful TV series, Out the Box TV, and I just want you to know that this experience is not going to be too different. Of course, it is the radio edition, but you're going to get the same quality content and same in-depth interviews that you're known to get from Out the Box TV. So keep it locked. Check us out online at outtheboxmedia.com. We're going to have a whole slew of interesting convo and great talent to offer and, and, and bring to you with the show. So to kick things off, we're going to take a quick music break. And when we come back, we're going to talk to our very first special guest. That's right. We have our very first guest on the line today. So keep it locked. Out the Box Radio. Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. And as I mentioned earlier, we have a very special guest on the line today. If you're familiar with the crew, the Brown Bag All-Stars, you more than likely already know who he is. He's done a variety of production work with some of your favorite hip-hop artists and even gotten accolades from the legendary producer, Large Professor himself. So without further ado, I'm happy to bring on my brother, the Audible Doctor. What's good, bro? Welcome to Out the Box. (laughs) Yo, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty official to have you, man. You know, uh, this is uh this is the first radio episode for Out the Box Radio, and I'm just really appreciative to have you as part of the history and, and to and to set things off. So, thank you for being on the line with us, bro. What up, man? Thanks for having me, man. No doubt. Um, so you know, why don't we um, you know, start off the interview by you know you just giving the people. A little history about yourself. Tell us how you got first started with music and uh, what drew you to become a full-time artist. I, uh, I mean, I've, I've always been into music from the time I was like a little kid. I really started uh, with hip-hop probably in high school. I mean, I, like my mom always had me in lessons, like playing piano, and, and I took guitar lessons for a little while, and I actually sang in like a choir for a little while too. But uh, my older brother introduced me to, to hip-hop in high school and it just kind of clicked with me. And um and I just been I'd always been messing around with it and always making songs and, and DJing and making beats and stuff. But at a certain point, it was when I, I think I graduated high school and uh, I went to college for a year when I was still in Wisconsin. And I was like, yo, there's nothing I want to learn. I don't want to, you know, there's nothing that interests me like music does. So I made up my mind after that first year to just move to New York and just try to make music and see what I could do. And that's be what I've been doing since. No doubt, no doubt. Um. And that's that's pretty interesting because I always always like to hear you know you know the the back history and the grind behind some of the artists and I know you yourself you know has been you know grinding for some years and 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 finally it's it's, it's coming to fruition for you you know um, yeah uh, what would you uh, say was the moment uh, uh, people really began to take you serious as an artist like at what point did you realize that there would be a successful music career on the path for you? I mean, I still, I still doubt it, honestly, and I think that's part of what keeps me working so hard. Um, I can't say there's any been, been any like one moment that really clicked, and I was like, okay, this is gonna happen. Um, I, I still, even if things are looking good, I still kind of intentionally doubt myself just to keep myself working hard. Because mm. I feel like the point, at the point that you kind of sit back and are like, oh, this is gonna work out, I'm good. That's kind of when you, you start to fall off because you don't, you don't, your work ethic drops, you know. Right. Um, but I mean, as far as like personal successes, 
probably the release of my first instrumental project, Brownies, um, right, right. was like a big a big moment for me. I guess the first the first thing I ever technically got released was I did a the first ever official uh, remix of the Skull Snaps. It's a new day project. People have been sampling that project for years, but but nobody ever actually legally cleared it. And I think I did the first official remix with them involved um, that was put out on vinyl. So that's mm-hmm. probably like the the first big record for me. Right, right, right. Yeah, man. Um, and as I mentioned earlier too, you know, um, you're part of a really dope collective of hip hop artists. You know, um, also known as the Brown Bag All Stars. Um, can you tell um the people out there like how the the idea of the Brown Bag All Stars coming together originally started? Like, when did y'all realize that there was actual power in, in forming this crew? Yeah, it was funny because we all uh, actually met each other because we worked at uh, the record store in New York, the Fat Beats Records. Right. And um, and we we all just kind of worked in different capacities. We were interning. I was the buyer manager. You know, other people were, were working there and stuff. And uh, it originally started as we just kind of became friends and started hanging out after work. We'd lock up the store and go get beer and, and drink and put beats on the speakers and just kind of party and hang out. And... Uh, <clears throat> all of us were doing stuff in different, like we were all in separate groups at the time and we were all for one reason or another thinking about going solo or, or just doing our own thing or whatever. And the timing just kind of happened where we we're like, yo, why don't we just start making stuff together? Mm-hmm. And it kind of evolved into the group that we are now. The whole name, Brown Bag All Stars, came because we'd, we'd leave the store and go around the corner of the corner store to get beer and the dude at the corner store wouldn't let us leave unless every single beer we got was in an individual brown bag. So we kind of came up with the name Brown Bag All Stars, and that's how the whole thing formed. It was just like a crew of people that just drank and hung out and stuff, and right. evolved into into the group that makes music, you know. Now, what, was this a corner store that was close by the Fat Beat store? Yeah, it's on Ninth Street. Right. It's literally right, right around the corner. It's like Ninth Street and Sixth Avenue. I think it's still there too. Dope, dope, dope. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear the backstory because you know, and I and I know, and I'm familiar with you guys, you know, because um. You know, I, I know, I know the, the the scene at Fat Beats, and I, and I remember like how close knit you guys were. You know, and I, I don't yeah. think a lot of people. I mean, some people that were frequenting the store know, but I mean, now that the store is closed, I, I think a lot yeah. of people missed out on that upcoming brown bag all stars era. You know, where you you guys were like yeah. on y'all grind coming up, and it's again, it's really it's really dope to see that you know you guys are successful now i mean of course you got a longer way to go but the the fact that you you know you guys are getting out there getting tours solo yeah. artists like yourself and and um and others are putting out albums that's pretty dope yeah you know? yeah yeah thank you man it's funny there's a there's a few people that we we run into here and there and, and cats that we've known for a while but like you know we kind of you know you you fall out with cats and kind of reestablish communication right. and stuff and uh and there's cats that we've been talking to recently that we've known for a minute like that and it's funny because multiple people have said the same thing, like, yo, it, like they're really happy to see us doing our thing. And cause they've seen the whole progression of us just like hanging out to us slowly starting to grind, to us getting more momentum and moving further. And then finally to where we are now, it's, it's funny to, to watch mm-hmm. somebody take that, that whole career path, you know? No doubt. While we're on the topic of the whole Fat Beats, uh, you know, uh, store and, and, and the experience, what can you tell me that you took from that Fat Beats experience that has propelled you to be more successful in your career today. Like, I know, you know, I used to go to the store, I used to see you, you know, on your grind, you know what I mean? And and, and, and me and you also have a history from, from both working at Fat Beats together. So yeah. I know what it is you had to go through and the struggle that you went through. So what, what can you tell uh, people out there about the, the Fat Beats experience that has helped you to be more successful in your career today? I mean, I, I learned a lot. Like, I, I would not be <clears throat> anywhere near as far as I am, nor, nor would I be the artist that I am today without Fat Beats. Um, I, I didn't really think, when I, when I first started interning there, I didn't think about it like that. I was just like, it's a cool place. I like to be around hip-hop. This is like, you know, the hip-hop mecca. I want to be there. And <clears throat> But I had no idea how much of an impact it would actually make on my, my work and my view as an artist. Um, I mean, everything from even like working Eclipse was the was the manager above me, and even just working under DJ Eclipse and having his like kind of iron fist of what is hip hop and what isn't hip hop, and 
and how things should be done from a very traditional, like New York East Coast mindset, shaped my view on, on and gave me certain standards. Like it, it made me start thinking, like, yeah, you know what, that isn't good enough. You know, like certain certain things shouldn't be, you know, released in the realm of hip hop. Certain things shouldn't be allowed to go on because there have to be standards. Right. And it kind of forced me to even even coming from because I came from Wisconsin, I was a little bit looser about certain things. I didn't fully understand the culture of hip hop coming out of Wisconsin, um, and and just just being able to be around that environment and learn what the culture was about and what it where it came from and the true meaning behind certain things, and uh, it, it really kind of made me get more strict about my music and about what I thought was acceptable in music. And, right. and really just grow with that, you know? And as well as being around, you know, I, I saw, being the buyer for the store too, I saw people, every day would come and bring me their records and say, hey, can I get, you know, try to get them in the store, try to get them on a label, whatever they bring me. I was essentially like an A&R to, to have things submitted to the store. So I got to listen to everybody's records, you know, right. whether or not you knew them, whether, you know, they were established artists or they're not established artists. I got a chance to listen to what everybody was doing. And it gave me a huge opportunity to say, hey, this works, this doesn't, this sounds good, this doesn't. You know, like, it really allowed me to expand, you know, my mindset on, on how I want to approach doing records and how I want to approach making music. Right. Who would you say were some of the artists that recognized you during that era or that phase while you were working at Fat Beats that kind of gave you your props, that knew that you were doing music as well at the same time? Like, who were some of the artists that, you know, would come through there and, and give you your props? Man, I mean, I don't even know. There's there's, there's a lot of... If you could just name, like, a couple names or so, you know, whatever comes out at you, it doesn't have to be, you know, whatever comes to mind, you know? Like, the, the biggest the biggest artist that really started supporting us that... that let me know, know that we were on the right track while we were still at the store was was premiere was a huge one um when premiere started supporting us that was like a huge huge impact on us um and it was like one of those things like okay we must be doing something right same thing like with pj clips with that whole you know very strict mindset of what's acceptable hip-hop when we when he started supporting us as well that was a very big thing right um but i mean everybody i mean that's where i met large professor that's where i met a lot of the cats that I work with, you know, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's, yeah, so many artists came through and so, you know, it, it's just, it was a crazy environment to be in, to, to, to be, and it also allowed you to be in an environment where an artist would come to the store and if you're the employee there, right. they expected that you had at least a certain amount of knowledge about the culture or you had put in a certain amount of work to get to that position. Right. Like if you're behind the counter at Fabrics, you're not some random dude, you know your shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, and so so it allowed me to have conversations and to relate to certain artists on a level that I wouldn't have if I just saw them on the street. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so it was, yeah, it was the, the amount of what I gained out of there is just crazy. That's so dope, man. And you know, when I when I think about it, I'm thinking I'm like, this this had to be your path. Like you had to. Yeah. It, it, it's like being being in that position. It, it just it just made it a lot easier for you to get to the next level to what you're doing right now. Exactly. You know and that's I mean, why so. I said I would never be I would never be where I am right now if it wasn't for that store. Straight up. Indeed. Big ups to Fat Beats, man. I'm 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 still sad that the store closed down, you know, and I mean yeah. it was a store that I went to a lot, you know, just to pick up music and you know, I'm I'm a little sad about it and, 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 and just the legacy that it left behind. But you know, yeah. nothing nothing lasts forever. But um I'm glad that I got a chance to experience it and anybody out else out there who got a chance to experience the Fat Beat store in New York or in LA or in Amsterdam when it was around, um I'm sure yeah. you guys have some great stories with that too, you know. But um Word up. Thanks again, our Audible Doctor, for being on the line. We're not going anywhere just yet, but we're going to take a quick musical break. Um, I want to go into a song um, that's, uh, that's actually off uh, your, your, your winner EP. It's actually a self-titled track. So um, okay, why don't we go into that? Um, the, there's an artist on there named Davenport Grimes, uh, and yeah. it's also produced by you as well. So... Here it is, the self-titled track. It's called The Winner, and it's off Audible Doctor's uh, latest EP, The Winner. Check it out. Out the Box Radio. Yo. 
feel like I'm home. I want to welcome you to a place I'm very familiar with. Yeah. Everybody get off, 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 yeah. Frost freeze like police shot when the innocent teens in the block seem to settle. Look, I'm buried as the trees, that's where I'm from. Your lungs get stung from a brisk breeze, cut your inhale short and get that shaking in your knees. I watch the sky fall and think of the place that raised me. Through the snow, I rose out of the earth to break free. And as I struggle through the layers of ice, a raised seed, I could never forget all the advice that made me. They told me, reach for the sun and follow your dreams. Cause though they're gonna chop you down, go ahead and sprout a new leaf. And though they build over it now, there'll still be cracks in the street with life poking through to show you. you Shit in the grand scheme I plan on being a supernova That you won't recognize Two years later When my shine pierces your eyes And as my light shines Greater than the sun in your skies I reflect upon the snow-covered ground And clear ice Cause it's the winner The type of place where you can literally see the breath leaving someone I paint pictures with the tip of my tongue Gripping this pen I write heat just to keep my fingers from being numb And while you sleep I'm up punishing drums Cause I don't ever wanna freeze and fall off like icicles in the sun Through cycles everything runs and you can see it through the time lapse But my raps be more like frozen frames that my eye catch I've seen cats turn cold when exposed to the elements Some put layers on to protect what seems delicate It makes it hard to connect, no love like with celibate I let my shit blow in the breeze just for the hell of it I appreciate the winner that stings All the knowledge it brings So shake the flakes when they cling Don't let them ever hold you down Like you just waiting for spring Flame throw through the cold All alone as you sing It's the winner Winner Welcome back to Out the Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, the Audible Doctor, on the line. If you yep. don't know, you need to know, Brown Bag All-Stars. I mean, you, you got so many projects out there right now, man. Um, you know, yes, but uh, yes. the next yeah, the next question I want to ask you, too, is um, when you actually sit down to make a beat, where do you usually draw your inspiration from to come up with a new sound? Uh, like 90% of what comes out when I make a beat comes from the original song that I'm sampling. I'm a very, I'm a sample-based producer. A majority of my work is done from, from samples. And a lot of inspiration comes from the original songs that I'm sampling. Like, I, I love 70s soul music, 70s funk, that kind of stuff. And uh, and I, I, I really just try to kind of reinvent that sound into how I, how I would have created it. You know, in, in a hip hop way, basically. So, majority of what and the beat ends up being is, is just from that original record. No doubt, no doubt. And I could totally hear it. I could hear the soul in your music. I could see the influences. Right. You know, and, and I guess on that topic too, like, um, who are some who are some of the producers that you look to, whether whether they're old or new, that kind of challenge you to stay on your p's and q's when it comes to the beat making thing. 
Where it's it's funny because like a lot of people uh, probably hear the influence, but obviously Dilla was a huge influence on me. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Odyssey. Uh, M Phase is really dope. Marco Polo is really dope. Yes. Um, uh, I'm gonna be forgetting a lot of people, but it's funny because my 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 number one favorite producer is DJ Premier. Right. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't shine shine through as much in my production because I don't like that's just not naturally my sound. But um, but yeah, he's a huge huge influence on me. That's dope. I mean, he and um, he's a, he's a huge influence on many people you know um and, and the fact that you said yeah. earlier that he he's one of the dudes that gave you your props and i mean yeah. you talk large pro i mean that's like those are like two of like the the greatest to ever do it so that yeah, is absolutely. what's up you know what i mean um so um out of all the projects that you've released so far which one would you say was the most special to you and and as well, which one would you say received the biggest response from listeners out there? I mean, it's it's hard to say. Uh, every project is is special to me in different ways and for different reasons. Um, and the thing is, with me, I'm weird. But I'll I'll work on a project. I'll I'll create it. I'll release it, and then after it's released, I'll listen to it like a hundred times in a week. And then I'll pretty much never listen to it ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I don't know why I do that, but I just obsess over it when it comes out, and then I just completely forget about it. Um, but I mean, everything really. I think I mean, Brownies was was the first officially released instrumental project that I did. Remember that? Um, and that, yeah, and, and that was uh, that was probably. I mean, that was a huge uh, project for me because a it was the first official solo release for myself. Right. And B, it got a lot of that, that was kind of what won over a lot of early fans. Mm -hmm. So it was their first look at my production, and it kind of it really got me out. It got me out in different countries. It's got, got you know, it got out in, in in I got fans from Australia emailing me, from Japan, from all over Europe. Like that was the first real step for me to venture out as a solo artist. Um, but I mean, you know, my more recent instrumental project, Doctrine, which is executive produced by a large professor, that's a huge record huge. for me. You know. Huge. And and I got a lot of good feedback about that as well. And it's, it's you know every project is different. Um, my favorite, I'm I'm doing more vocal stuff now because a lot of cats don't even realize that I rap. They know I produce, they see the beats, but they don't realize that I rap. Right. So I'm trying to step out vocally more. So my newest EP, the Winter Tape, was like kind of my, you know, the original the original uh, my first solo project with me rapping on everything was I think that, right. which came out last year. Um, but I just dropped the winter tape, which is a newer, newer one that I'm, I'm kind of like hooked on that at the moment. Mm. So it's like I really all my my projects kind of mean different things to me, and I get hooked on them at different times. But but yeah, I think everything is really special to me. Right, right. And you know, speaking of, um, I was gonna save this for last, but being that we're on the topic, uh, speaking of you know projects, I know that you're supposed to be coming out with a project with um uh, uh meticulous. Uh, the the project is called yeah. Automatic, or the group's name is. Yeah. Automatic. You want to talk a little bit about that and what what people can expect with that as well? Because I know you're, you're you're rhyming on that as well. Yeah, exactly. So so meticulous is another the producer that also worked with that. He actually I interned under him for a while. Um, mm -hmm. He's a dope producer, uh, and basically part of me trying to get out from under my production shadow and and, and really showing people that I rap is I got to start rapping on other people's beats. And he's a dope dope producer. So we kind of formed a group called Automat Automatic, mm -hmm. and uh, we've been leaking a few songs here and there. We got a single out that's on iTunes now called Horse. Um, we have a new single coming in a couple weeks, I think two weeks. Um, but yeah, you'll start seeing more stuff. It's, it's just him on the beats, me on the raps, and just it, it's dope. It's, it's definitely a different style from my production, right? And it's really it's you know it's unique and it's a dope, definitely a dope collab project coming. And that's dope. It's kind of like carrying on in the J-Lib fashion, you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Word up. Word up. Um, so, I mean, you clearly have a sound that's reminiscent of the 90s soulful boom bap sound. And uh, these days, I hear so many heads, including MCs and other beat makers themselves, say that we need to move on past that sound. Uh, it's a thing of the past. We're trapped in the 90s. As a producer, how do you feel about that? Can Boom Bap still be fresh in 2013? 
I think definitely. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I think if I agree 100% that we got to move on if you're making records that sound like 90 rec- 90s records because you want to make records that sound like 90s records. You know, if you're making records that are genuine to yourself and they happen to sound like 90s records, then that's a completely different story. Like, like I'll use this as an example. <clears throat> uh, when, a, when Action Bronson originally came out, I wasn't really feeling him that much. Uh, I was like, yo, he sounds like Ghostface, which no one can deny he sounds like Ghostface. Right. You know what I mean? Right. After listening to him for a little bit, I was like, you know what? I don't think he's trying to sound like Ghostface. I think this dude just genuinely sounds like that. And that's when I kind of gained appreciation for his music. He's a dope artist. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it, it doesn't matter what you sound like or what category you fit in or, or, or what you're about as long as it's genuine to you. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I think Boom Hip Hop will always have a place. Because if, if there's cats that genuinely feel that and that's what they naturally make with even if, if, I'm, if I didn't listen to any records, period, if I never listened to the 90s, never listened to whatever, I would still be making the records that I make. Because right. that's what naturally comes out of me when I hear a soul sample. You know, and that's what I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to soul music. I make beats out of soul music. I make beats out of soul samples. That's what I naturally make when I come out of that. When I, when I, when I, you know, find those samples. Right. And I think as long as you do something that's genuine to you and, and that you're naturally doing, it, you're not forcing to fit in a certain category, then it doesn't matter what it is, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. You know. Mm-hmm. So do you do you feel like, um, you know? Because the way that the way that music is going these days, and 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 I, mean, I guess I'm talking more from a, I guess more from a mainstream sense, um, that you know a lot of the music is sounding more electronic, very very synthesized based, um, yeah. and you know like like I said, you know people people look at this boom bap sound as just you know this is just a thing in the past, and recently we actually interviewed um uh, DJ Premier for uh, for yeah. our TV show Out the Box TV and. He spoke about, you know, him doing records with people like Christina Aguilera and still sticking to his sound, but making it dope and making it well received in the mainstream world. I mean, do you feel yeah, exactly. like that that type of that, that that that's possible? Well, we know Primo can do it, but do you feel like that would be possible to achieve in this day and age from other producers that that stick to that kind of boom bap sound? I think I think absolutely. I think again, if it's genuine to you, it doesn't really matter. You'll 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 find a way to make it unique to yourself, yet still stick to whatever kind of standard people are looking for. You know, and that and it's funny because I get that same thing. Like people people will uh, be like, "Yo, I like your your sound. It's so old school. You know, it's, it's really dope." And I'm like, <laughs> just because I'm using a sample doesn't mean it's an old school beat. You know what right, I mean? Right, like right. it's it's and, and but to me, it's like this. It's like the fans. The I came to a realization a long time ago that the majority of people that buy music don't really listen to it. They hear it, they know songs, but they don't really listen to the music. They buy it because it's cool at the time. Mm. Or their friends say you should buy this, you know what I mean? There's very few percentage of fans that are like genuine, real, I listen to this music because I genuinely feel it for myself kind of fans. And those are the ones that I love, obviously, but mm-hmm. but there's very few of them. Majority of, it is just, majority of music business is selling cool to people. Right. So those are the cats that I'm not really trying to target anyways. You know what I mean? Like those are the cats that are like, oh, it sounds old school. It's that like the, the fans that are fans of my actual music, it's not going to matter what it sounds like. You know, they're going to appreciate it for what it is, for the genuineness in it, for the soul in it, and, and for what the content, you know? It's not going to matter what the hell it is. I can make a, a, a boom bap album and I can make an electro album next and they would appreciate both because they understand the, the genuineness that I put into it. Right, right. Well yeah. said, brother. Well said, brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I, lo- I love to get into these talks, man, because it's, it's all about, you know, engaging the listener to think about these things. And, and we as music heads, we think about that. And anybody else out there, you know, we think about, uh, you know, the quality of music, you know. So um, definitely um, appreciate right. your input on that. Um, yeah. So we're going to actually go into another break. You know, um, we're going to get into another joint. Uh, this time it's a, a song off of your um i think that ep and it's a song that actually when i heard it i was like wow i love this you know my brother is going in and, and releasing some some personal stuff here and just just keeping it <laughs> keeping it official so you know um the song is called whole world and it's off the what? i think that ep which you which you spoke about a little bit earlier 
So uh, let's yeah. go into it, man. People, keep it locked. Got my brother Audible Doctor on the line with us today. He is kicking it off for our very first Out the Box radio show. I'm so thankful that he's here. Um, here's the joint, Whole World, Out the Box Radio. My soul, so the whole world can know. Now I don't have nothing, these lines, It's like whole world can know. And I just let it be. You do you, homie. I'm trying to be the better yeah. Born and raised by two separate mothers. Never loved another like the second kiss. The first shit never heard from her. I didn't discover I was different till they slipped and called me a nigga. It figures had to develop to get the picture. But now it's clear as day. When I was younger, my mother would say, though not in this home, skin tone can take away from what you deserve. So just learn to be bold and grow old. Well, mama, just know I bear my soul, so the whole world can know. And I don't hide nothing. Each line, something besides fucking disguise. It's like whole world. And I just let it be You do you, homie I'm trying to be yeah. better me I never want to be that father without a son Someone golfed in moonshine When she passed through time His plan was to run I understand it was fun It wasn't meant to last But a man is not what happens What makes a man is how he reacts Adapt Shit, don't bitch up I've been in that position When you slip up and she fill up Only you wound up missing In the town of strangers she had me And I'm glad See the fact that you were never my dad Made me a man And see the whole and I don't hide nothing, each line, something besides fucking disguise. It's like whole world can know. And I just let it be. You do you, homie. I'm trying to be a better me. If I don't have this, I got nothing left in so much debt. I'm about to break. I hate it when someone tells me they ain't bought a CD in years. Like, what the fuck? My peers of jobs and families. I can't even make a dime off of my soul. I bled on these pages. And it's been ages since I've seen the silver lining. Despair is piling up. The industry's declining. And it seems my dream within is see your hope is capsizing. Rap's dying with no plan B. I laugh crying. The whole world can know. Yeah. I don't nothing. Each line, something besides fucking disguise. It's like whole world. Can know. And I just let it be You do you, homie I'm trying to be a better me At least my girl loves me And she treats me like a king Well, I guess as much as ends don't mean I wouldn't change a thing The lack of funds and stress Is better than being depressed It's a long way to the top of shit At least I'm taking steps And that's more than I can say for most of you I'm supposed to do what pleases me Not just settle for whatever comes easily And see it's he who be the one to decide his fate No handouts, man Success is something you gotta take And see the whole can know. And I don't hide nothing, each line, something besides fucking disguise. It's like whole world can know. And I just let it be. You do you, homie. I'm trying to be a better me. Whole world can know. Whole world can know. Whole world can know. Welcome back to Out The Box Radio. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, the Audible Doctor, on the line with us today. This is the first episode of Out The Box Radio. And we having a blast, man. I'm enjoying the conversation with the homie. You know, um, we, 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 we talking some real stuff here, man. So thank you for checking it out, you know, and, and, and locking in to the first Out The Box Radio show. So my brother, Audible Doctor, man, we're living yeah. in a time where music is being released at such an abundant rate for free now and you yourself <laughs> have put out a lot of free mixtapes and free eps for people to check for and yeah. and i know this stuff is dope 
You know what I'm saying? We, 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 the consensus out there is that the stuff that you're putting out is dope. You know? So my question to you is, when you put out these free projects, what makes this approach supersede the approach of selling these projects and making at least some type of income from it than going, you know, the route of just putting them out for free? I mean, the... the the funny thing is, I was I've been going at such a kind of crazy pace recently that I I was told by multiple people that I need to slow down, like straight up. Like various artists hit me like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And like a couple of labels were like, "Yo, uh, so you you gonna sell anything or what?" You know, like it, it, it was just funny that uh, I've, I've been because I was kind of you know I, I I wasn't real big on the whole internet and blog culture when it really started popping off and. I didn't fully understand it and, and I didn't, like I was one of the other cats that was kind of still stuck in the past and didn't really want to embrace how the industry changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took me a while to kind of understand that like, you can't avoid it. Like it's, it's, this is how it is now. You have to get with it or you're gonna, you know, be lost in the shuffle. Right. Um, and I originally started releasing some of the free projects just to get myself out solo-wise, because people knew Brown Bag, they knew my production again, but they didn't really know me as a solo artist and who I was as a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to just get some material out there floating around just so people could see what I'm about and, and what I do. And it's funny because I have, I'm one of those artists that works on five million projects at once, and they always evolve and change and tracks swap around and, and new stuff's being created and I cut old stuff and it's always like an ever-evolving process. Mm-hmm. So... I, I basically came to a point where I've been sitting on like enough material to really just just put these like enough material for for quite a few projects. Right. And in an effort to try to clear my plate, because I'm still taking on new projects, and I'm, I'm one of those dudes that can't turn people down when they're like, "Let's work." And if it's an artist that I want to work with, I can't say no. I'm right. not like I don't have the the, <laughs> the self control to be like, "Nah, let me finish this first. I'm like one of those dudes that's like, "Yeah, let's do it," you know. Um, so, so what that a lot of the flooding of the material was about was me trying to clear out these things that I have kind of built up, so I can start taking on new projects and really start working real projects. Right. Not that any of the stuff that I've released isn't real projects, but I wanted to try to clear out what I've been sitting on. I, I feel like I have a lot of material that I know about that I think is great, but nobody else has heard it yet. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of wanted to put it out to the world and, and let them know what I have going on and let them know what I'm working on. And, and, you know, just basically be able to move forward and not have all these things that I'm sitting on. Right, right. You know. No doubt. Right. Now, the, now, the flip side to that, too, is um, where do you rely on your income to come from? Like, you know, as a full-time artist, like if, if a lot of these projects are coming out for free. And, of course, you know, I know that you put out the Doctrine album and that, that's actually for sale. So, but I yeah. mean, when I look at all of the stuff that you put out like um like how do you as a full-time artist you know where, where do you where do you rely on your income where do you you know you where do you you know you pay those bills you know where do you go to well, that that's the thing i'm and I'll, <clears throat> I'll keep it 100 percent too like i have a side job mm-hmm. i'm not gonna find i work part-time right um and i'll, I'll tell you right now that probably 90 percent of your favorite artists have side jobs too at minimum side jobs right um because that's just how the industry is nowadays. But that's the thing, a majority of my... And that's the other thing, it was, it was kind of to to get my music out to try to stir up more business for this. But basically, I make a lot of my money off music, off production. Right. And, uh, and I do, like, mix downs and, and some engineering work, too. Dope. So, so it's like, it, it, it... In one way, it's getting me out, getting me more buzz. In another way, it's allowing people to hear my production and reach out and then, you know, basically selling more production based off of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like a weird, it's a weird kind of backwards hustle to, to give mm-hmm. music away for free so then you can sell them something else, <laughs> you know? And, and that's how it is too. That, I, I, was, I was talking to a, a, an A&R at a, a label, a, a bigger label, and um, he was saying that they don't even look at albums for money anymore. Mm. They look at albums as promotion for the tour, yes. you know? You give them the album for free, you don't give it to them for free, but you assume that it's going to leak and they're going to steal it for free. Right. And then you get them to come to the show and you get them with the ticket, you get them with the t-shirt, you get them with the hat, you get them with everything else that they can't download. You know? So do you feel like the days of people actually going and purchasing albums like they used to are just long gone? Like, 
there's there's not much we could do at this point to to resurrect that that type of sales. No, I don't. I don't think those those days. Are, I mean, the the, sale, the numbers are never going to be the same ever. Um, but the days are not gone. The thing is, mm-hmm. people nowadays are either going to buy it or they're not, and you're not going to be able to convince them otherwise. Right. There's cats that are going to buy your record regardless, and there's cats that are going to download it regardless. And there's no way you can do. You, there's no way you can convince them to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, you just want to try to try your hardest to engage the people who do support you. You know. Right. And, and try to give them product that's worth them supporting you. Mm-hmm. You know, you. and then and then and then the rest of your your income is going to have to be on the live show, and that's where a lot of artists are doing. They put out records, do a couple shows in the states, and then head overseas and just tour, and that's where they make their money. You know, right? Well, props to you again, man. You know, because you're right. In this day and age, you gotta have multiple hustles. You know, especially yeah. when you're an upcoming artist and. You're trying to get out there it's, it's very important for you to have you got to have a side gig or a side job that's yeah that's important and, I, and i'm glad that you put out put that out there too and you mentioned that a lot of other artists out there actually have side jobs because yeah. people Every, feel like everybody's everybody's to, to let people see that too they're like oh they won't take me as a real artist if i let them know i work you know part-time but everybody everybody works part-time and i'm telling you like you and that's the funny thing too even even when that back at fat when practice was still open it was amazing the amount of artists that we would have record on the shelves and we do in stores and we do shows and whatever and they still got a full-time job somewhere right <laughs> you know like it and, and it blew my mind because i i came in there as a fan i, I didn't come in there knowing all this stuff like i, I came right. in as a fan and it kind of like like rocked my whole shit being like oh damn so-and-so has a job like oh he's right, working. Right, right. like I, I didn't you know i didn't yeah. even know <laughs> They'll be get they be like a little late for their install because they just getting off of work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to put nobody on blast, but it's part of the grind, yeah. you know. Work yeah, up, absolutely. You know? Uh, now, I want to talk a little bit more about you as an MC. Like, we just heard the whole world joint, which, like I said, you know, was was pretty personal, and a lot of people got a chance to hear it as well. Um, and and, and, and you really delving on some really um interesting things on that track. Um, from an emceeing standpoint, what is the main impression you want to leave on listeners when they're taking in your lyrics? I don't know. See, that's the thing. I'm still trying to figure that out. <laughs> um, and I think, uh, I think it's hard to be kind of really fully realized as far as is as, uh, as an artist. It's one of those things that you're you're kind of always growing into. Um, but I think lyrically, I, I just like to have, at, at bare minimum, I like to have content that makes you think. Right. You know, whether it's about my personal life or whether it's about what I see going on or whether it's just like stupid wordplay or jokes or punchlines or whatever. Like, I want something that's not necessarily absorb on contact and it, that yet you can play again and think about it and be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. You know, like so, just something that makes you think, not just something that you zone out to and, and you know shake your ass in the club too like i want something that that has content that you can appreciate and relate to and, and think about right and i can definitely hear it man you know so keep doing what you're doing man because it's there sure, you know? thank you definitely room to grow but you can you can see that you take your you know your craft seriously even as a lyricist um word thank you now you mentioned earlier uh and you know i also mentioned at the beginning of the show that um the legendary large professor, you know, executive produced the Doctor and album, and he's giving you props before. Yeah. Um, what is what initially would you say drew his attention to your music? I uh, I met him at uh, an in-store fact again fact I'm telling you right right. Um, I, I met him at an in-store fact. It was a killer shot in-store. Uh, R.I.P. Killer shot. It was a killer shot in-store fact. He he showed up. Um, and I handed him a copy of the Brownies album, which was the first instrumental project that I was promoting at the time. And I just handed him out to everybody. I wasn't even thinking about it. I was like, he's going to throw it away or whatever. Um, but, uh, it was funny because he, he didn't say anything to me. I gave him my card. I gave him a card and, and, and the, and the project. He never hit me up, never said anything to me. But like a couple weeks later, Marco Polo came in the store and he's like, yo, Large Flow was on Hot 97 the other day. He was shouting you out. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, he was shouting you out, man. You gave him some projects from me. He was shouting you out. 
And I was like, that's crazy. And then, uh, and I still haven't heard anything from him, nothing. And then a couple, like a week later or something, uh, Michael Rappaport was filming the Tribe documentary. So he was right. hanging out at Fat Beats and I was talking to him. And he was like, yo, I just interviewed Lodge Freshman. He shouted you out. And I was like, what? What do you, what, why is he, like, you know, he, he, he still had said nothing to me. I, I had no idea he'd even listen to the project. <laughs> um, but it really, that, like, that went on for weeks. He was just like, random people would pop up and be like, yo, he shouted you out here. He shouted you out there. And eventually, I finally got a hold of him and I was like, yo, thank you so much. I appreciate it, blah, 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 blah. And it, he's one of those dudes that just like, he, he's like Premier. He's like Eclipse. He's like one of those dudes that if they like it, they support it, period. Doesn't right. matter where it came from, doesn't matter who it is. If they like it and it's good music, they support it. And that's, and that's the kind of mentality that I try to have, you know? Because that's what really propels the culture forward. It's not about, it's not about who you are, where you came from, or what you're doing. It's about, you know, if you like the project, if you like the music, support that shit. That's mm -hmm. it. Word up. That is so dope. Now, I mean, in specific regards to the Doctrine album, what, what role did he play um, specifically as executive producer? Um, what did you gain from his, his executive input? That was the thing. He was, it was cool because he was kind of just, he kind of just oversaw everything. Like, he didn't have too much input artistically. He kind of let me do my thing and, and just kind of oversaw things and arranged it a certain way and, and, and just kind of, you know, co-signed it on that level. It wasn't like a whole lot of like, change this, no, nah, do this, do not nah, do that. Like, he didn't do a whole mm -hmm. lot of that. He kind of let me do what I do naturally and just kind of ran with it, you know? No doubt. Well, that album is uh, actually out right now. People can go purchase it on iTunes. It's, can they purchase yeah. it from your site as well? Uh yeah, well I have the iTunes link on my site. The link, okay. Just to get it through iTunes, yeah. Is it is is it a bit is it available physically like through like UGHH or any other like physical stores nah, that people can get? Right now it's digital. We're planning a a vocal version that we want to do physically, um, but that's still in the works at the moment. So I'm not sure of a date on that. No doubt. Well, I mean, I, I know that, like we mentioned earlier, you got a, so much free projects out there that people can check for. But people, please, man, after you go download those free projects, support this brother, man. He's really doing it for the love. And, you know, I, I know that there's a passion behind what you do, you know, for the quality of the music. So people out there, man, after you download them EPs, man, go cop that <laughs> Doctrine album because that joint is dope, too. You know what I mean? Um, Thank you, I man. I appreciate it, that. Yeah, no doubt. It, didn't they get like um? I think it was Kevin Nottingham's website. Yeah, gave it like the best uh, yeah, instrumental, best instrumental product of the year. Yeah, and I made I made best producer of the year on his site too. Dope. So Audible Doctor, I want to thank you again for taking the time with us at Out the Box Radio. You know, but before we get up out of here, um, why don't you tell the people what's on the horizon for you? What's next for you in the music career that people can look forward to? There's a, like I said, I got a lot of projects on the way, uh, but I have uh, the next few things coming are going to be the Brown Bag debut album uh, will be coming towards the end of this year. We have the, like I said, me in particular, so working on a project on another group, Automatic. We'll have a couple more songs and a single dropping soon, and then a full project towards the end of the year. And then the next thing for sure coming will be my, my next solo EP, the, the Spring Tape which will be coming in a few, like a month, two months. Um, and uh, those are really the next products. I got a lot of other collab products in the works, but those are the, the main ones coming. No doubt. Thank you again, my brother. Thank you for taking the time here with us at Out The Box Radio. Um, much Yo, success you, to you. Appreciate it, man. Much thank success you. to you and all of your future endeavors. You know, I know you got a lot coming, as you just mentioned people let the people know where they can you know they can keep up with you what website your twitter your facebook where they can you know keep updated with your career word up the easiest way by far is just check out my website audibledoctor.com a-u-d-i-b-l-e doctor.com um my twitter is just twitter slash audible doctor or just google me like there's no one no no other audible doctors out there so you'll find you'll find my shit no. <laughs> No doubt. There it is. Out the Box Radio, Audible Doctor. Also, make sure that y'all check out our site at outtheboxmedia.com. That's www.outtheboxmedia.com. O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X media.com. Hit us up at our Facebook at Out the Box TV and our Twitter as well at Out the Box TV. And, you know, just feel free, you know, to put people on out there about the radio show. It's a new thing. 
um, that we doing and, and we're looking to be successful with it just like the TV show. The TV show ain't going nowhere. It's going to continue, but we just expanding the brand. So everybody listening out there, definitely, you know, put the people on and let the people know about this out-the-box movement. I'm going to let my brother Audible Doctor take us out with the last song. You know, you, you go ahead and let the people know what it is, man. Yo, this last song is actually called The Last Song off my uh, my winter EP. Check it out. Out the Box Radio, Audible Doctor. Keep it locked. Peace. Yo, fuck the glory. For me, spitting lyrics is mandatory. Really, I got no swag. It's just some cats that understand my story. The plan before me been laid out. These kids forget the roots that hold them down and tend to travel the same route. I plan to leave a mark like my father did. It forced you all to give it up just like my mother's kid after my father split. Shit, so many paragraphs. I scripted descriptions over kicks that stick to your ribs. Proper nutrition, audible obstetrician. I'm birthing these kids. How many times you really want to hear the same old shit? I mean, now you understand it's a struggle to eat off this But y'all be defeating yourself before your lead song hits I'm in it for the long run, fuck the quick cash I'd rather wait and pace myself while y'all make a quick dash Believe if this the last song I script for my shit crash I leave your head nodding so hard you get whiplash I'm good with mine He said this song As if it This is that hoodie skittles bullet to the back rap Not dumb enough to be proud to claim you in the trap rap We passed that, strike me down, I'm coming back to smash cats I'm underground until it's time for the zombie attack rap Get back if it's the last song that I write Before my demons creep up on me and swallow me whole into the darkness of night I wanna say I feel my life spin alright Had ups and downs but in the end I feel I was pretty close to playing this right In any event I'm content with my place While you just complacent with their intent to rape you for papes You fucking apes, you just Throwing out shit to see if it sticks Then pull the plug or when it does You flood the marker with it It makes me sick shit I'ma keep it moving till this is done Until they put me under dirt I'm gonna empty my lungs Shit I don't give a fuck If it's spoken, it's wrapped or it's hung I'm gonna spew my soul out till there's nothing left to be sung Word up, word up, word up, word up